0: You might be seated. Hey,
1: I am so honored to be with you this morning, so honored to be able to worship the Lord with you and, uh, the presence of the Lord is real in this place Amen. and uh, where the presence of the Lord is there is freedom and I believe that he's here this morning to bring freedom to many people that have been held captive by different things that the enemy bring brings upon our lives but we're thankful for the power of, in the name of Jesus we're thankful for the power in the blood of Jesus and we're thankful for the presence of His Holy Spirit in this place this morning. Amen. I am so honored to be here. Thank you, Pastor Paul, for allowing me to speak to this beautiful congregation this morning. Um, as Pastor Paul was saying, I'm from Belize. I was born in Belize. And uh, if you've never been to Belize, you need to come because Belize is unbelievable. <laughs> you got to come. Just Google it and you'll see. It's, it's a beautiful place. Uh, my wife and I—we have the honor to pastor a church on a beautiful island called San Pedro, or Ambergis Key. You can look it up as well. It's—it's it's a beautiful place. Belize has uh, so much to offer in ministry, and as well, if you want to have a fun time, uh, you can get almost about anything. Beautiful beaches, snorkeling, uh, uh, swimming with the sharks, mountains, uh, Mayan ruins—just about anything. So we will be honored to have you sometime in Belize. Uh, that's my wife, Armide and my son, Wesley. Wesley is...
0: And um, I want to use my
1: time wisely, so I'm going to go ahead and preach the Word of God. Are you ready to receive a message from the Lord this morning? Amen. We're going to be reading in the book of Acts, in chapter 16. And um, we're going to read just a few verses. But if you want to read the entire story, you can read Acts chapter 16 from verse 16 onwards. But we're going to be reading from verse, verse 23. And the Word of God says, they were severely beaten I'm reading from the New Living Translation if that's okay with you, they were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison the jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape so the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks around midnight Can somebody say around midnight with me? Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing. Can somebody say praying and singing? They were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. And the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prison fell off. This this is a powerful story. If you haven't read it before, I'll try to explain it in one minute. Paul and Silas were going up to pray to the temple. And there was this young lady who had a spirit in her, not a good spirit, a bad spirit, that enabled her to tell the future. And when Paul and Silas were passing by, she kept saying, These men are men of God, and they are here to preach salvation, and they are here to let the people know that there is salvation in Christ. So she kept saying these things over and over again, and Paul got upset. And he said, I'm not going to allow this to happen, because she wasn't prophesying in the Spirit. She wasn't saying things in the Holy Spirit. It was in an evil spirit. So he cast the demon out of her, but she was a slave girl, and her master got upset, because they used to make lots of money from her. He got upset, went to the leader's. The leaders got upset, put them in prison, and what we just read happened while they were in prison. Many times, we're going to get in trouble for doing the right thing. But that's okay, as long as you're in God's perfect will. Many times, we get in trouble for doing not the wrong thing, if you do the wrong thing, you're, you will get in trouble. But many times we get in trouble for doing the right thing. But it's okay. Obedience doesn't always take you to the nicest places. I've learned that in life. Obedience doesn't always take you to the nicest places, but it always honors God. Amen. Amen. If you obey God, listen to me well, if you obey God, you might not... Out- up where you want to be but you will end up in the will of God and if you're in the will of God God will use you for his glory because God honors those who honor him. Paul and Silas were in jail as we read they were chained up they were beaten then they were they were put in 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 the maximum security. They had chains on their feet and, and in their hands and they were in an uncomfortable position but the word of God says that at midnight, they started praying and worshiping God. And I think, Brother Paul and, uh, and this beautiful congregation, I think that we need to learn that in the midst of our darkest night, whenever we think we're in the darkest part of our lives, we need to bring out our strongest praise to the Lord. When we're going through the darkest moments in our life, that's when we need to bend our knees and we need to come to Him in prayer. Because being in jail does not make God any smaller. Being in chains, being arrested by the enemy doesn't make God any weaker. Being sick doesn't make God less being in trouble doesn't make God a forgetting God. Being in the midst of a storm doesn't mean that God doesn't care. He's there with you. He might be sleeping like he was with the disciples, but he will wake up and he will arise. And if he arises, then his enemies will scatter. He has the power to calm the storms. See, Paul and Silas, they didn't fall into depression. Oh, we were arrested because we were preaching the gospel. We, are, we, we were arrested. Lord, why did you do this to me, Lord? Why did you allow this to me? They didn't start crying and whining and questioning God. Why, why am I in prison if I was doing your will? I was casting out a demon. Why am I? Wh- wh- what have I done wrong? They weren't frustrated. They weren't upset. They decided to trust God in the midst of what they were facing. Paul decided to to believe in God and to trust the same God that appeared to him when he was on the way to Damascus. The same God that told him, I will be with you every day. I will go where you go. So Paul knew that even though he was in prison, God was there with him. And Paul had learned to trust God in such a way that he knew that if God had put him there, It was with a specific purpose. The church of today needs to learn to trust God. Even when things don't sound right. Even when things are not going the way we think. Because many times we think we know best. Even when things are not going the way we think it should be going. Or the way we want it to be going. We should learn to trust God. The Word of God says, when it was about Paul and Silas started praying and worshiping, singing hymns. They prayed. Worship is important, but so is prayer. Worship is important, but so is prayer. Prayer is more powerful than our problems. And I can imagine Paul and Silas chained up, beaten. They're in so much pain. But they said, you know what? God is in this place with us. We're going to pray to him. And I can imagine, the Bible doesn't say this. But I can imagine, because the Bible allows me to imagine what happened. The Bible said they prayed. What did they pray? I don't know. But I can imagine them praying, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we're in the midst of this situation. It's not the nicest place. It's not the best situation. But we thank you that we can trust you. We thank you that you're here with us. And we thank you that you know best. And you're going to get us out of this situation. And they started lifting up their prayer to the Lord. And the Bible says that if we pray, He will listen. And that if we pray, He will respond to our prayer. But see, many times when we're in trouble, that's when we pray. We quit praying. And it's okay to ask others to pray for you. That's perfectly fine. I mean, as pastors, we understand that and we'll keep praying. But listen, there are some battles that you need to fight for yourself as well. The time is going to come when people are going to be praying for you. But God is expecting for you to pray as well. God is expecting for you to lift up your voice, cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. I don't like the mess that I'm in, but I know that you can deliver me. Prayer is important, but so is praise. Because praise is greater than pain. The Word of God said that they worshiped, that they sang hymns. Our musicians, can you help me out for a little bit? The Word of God says that at midnight, they didn't only pray, but they started worshiping. They lift up. Their praise to the Lord. Because prayer is important, but praise is also important. Praying is important, but it's also important for us to learn to worship God in the midst of our difficulties. Because that's when our flesh doesn't want to worship God, but that's when God is expecting us to worship Him. Even when we don't understand what He's doing. Even when we don't have clarity of vision, even when we feel stressed out and we feel tied up and we feel like we can't do anything, God expects us to give him worship because we were created to worship him. Even when we don't know what he's doing, Paul and Silas brought out their best worship in their worst situation. Can we do that same song? Break every chain. And I can imagine. I can imagine Paul and Silas in jail. Remember they didn't have the freedom that we have this morning. They were chained up. Hands and feet. But they knew. That their worship. Could not be limited. By their physical circumstances. They knew that. Chains and shackles could not limit. They knew that chains could not limit their worship to the Lord. And I can imagine them raising up their voices. Can you join us this morning as we say that? Because see, this wasn't the first time. This wasn't the first time that God had opened the doors of prisons for his disciples. Peter had been in prison and God had done the same thing. He had opened the doors. So Paul knew that there was power in the name of Jesus. And what he believed in his heart, he started declaring it through his worship. Why don't you open your mouth this morning and start declaring what you believe? Because there is power in the name of Jesus. And he can break any and every
0: chain. In the name of Jesus. To break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain every chain, break every chain, break every
1: chain. We're going to do something that Paul and Silas. An Bible says that they were worshipping. And I can imagine they were worshipping at about the same volume right here, Brother Paul. But then they started raising up their volume. They started raising up their praise because the Bible says that the other prisoners started they were listening to them they were listening to them so they started singing louder there is power in the name of Jesus
0: Break every chain. Break every
1: chain. the Word of God says the Word of God says that they raised up their praise and their prayer and that the other prisoners that were in the other cells could hear them singing and worshiping God and I can imagine these prisoners saying are these too crazy They just got beaten up. Are these too crazy? They're arrested. They're in chains. How can they worship God? But they didn't quit. They kept worshiping the Lord. Let me tell you something. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's okay. If you worship God alone and only God is hearing your worship, but let me tell you something, it is also necessary sometimes to raise up the volume of your praise so somebody else can hear you because there's somebody near you that is listening to you and your praise can bring breakthrough and can bring liberation for them as well. worship can change somebody else's situation see the devil thinks the devil thinks that he's gonna shut you down by putting you in a problem the devil thinks, oh, the, the, I'll call Maryville Church of God. They're not going to worship me anymore because they're facing this situation. But we, the church of the Lord, we need, we need to show the devil that he's not going to stop us. That he's not going to stop our worship. That he's not going to stop our praise. That he's not going to shut us down. That he's not going to shut us up. That he's not going to slow us down. Because we were washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. the enemy thinks that your problems will turn off your prayers the demons they think that adverse situations turn off your praise and will lower your volume but it is time to worship the Lord pray and to lift up your voice because there's other people that are looking at you they're you they know you're in a difficult situation but they see you worshiping God anyways and that's gonna encourage them and that's gonna draw them north near to the Lord see your current situation your current situation is not your final destination the enemy wants you to think that what you're what you're facing now that's the end of you, but your 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 current situation is not your final destination. God has better and bigger plans for you. And your physical limitations can be overcome by your determination to praise the Lord. Is there somebody determinated this morning to praise the Lord? To praise Him, even if you're not in the best moment of your life. Your shackles can be broken and will be broken. And you can be set free today. Perhaps, perhaps you're just a praise away from your freedom. Perhaps you're just a praise away. Perhaps you're just five minutes of praise away from your freedom. Perhaps God is just waiting for you to believe. Start to declare prophetically through his through worshiping and singing, Lord, you're gonna set me free. I hear the chains falling. I hear the chains falling. falling. Hallelujah. I hear
0: those chains
1: falling. Can you declare that this morning? Can you declare it this morning? I hear the chains falling. see prayer and worship is a powerful combination it's a combo right there prayer and worship it's a powerful combination cause when we pray God listens when we pray God moves on our behalf when we pray his kingdom comes and his will is done and when you worship when you praise God is lifted high and when God lifted high. His enemies are scattered. And I believe God wants to take away whatever is hindering his church. Whatever is holding you back, God is about to break those chains. He's about to open the doors that had held you captive for so long jail cannot hold back the church of the lord jail and prison cannot hold back the church of the lord chains cannot hold you back your present situation cannot hold you back you're about to experience the greatest ministry in your family in whatever you're facing in your finances in your business God is about to do it
0: God is about to do it
1: See, we need to learn and understand that our 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 temporary situation is not to destroy us your temporary situation is not to destroy it's not even meant to punish you God didn't put Paul and Silas in jail to punish them. No. They didn't deserve punishment. They deserved the prize for doing what they did. See, see. Th- Let me tell you something. We are not even the most important thing in the situations that we face. Sometimes we make it about us. We make it about, oh, I'm going through this. Oh, I'm facing this. Oh, this is destroying me. And God said it's not about you. It's about the people that are around you. It's about the people that are looking at you. It's about the people that are believing in Christians. They're looking at you. They're observing you. And they want to see what you're going to do in the midst of your trouble. It wasn't about Paul and Silas. It was about God wanting to save a jailbreaker. It was, it was about God wanting His message of hope, of freedom, of salvation to be heard by every prisoner that was in that jail. Perhaps God has taken you right there where you are. Because right there where you are right now, there is someone who's needing Jesus. There's someone who's needing to know Jesus. And God's going to use your life your circumstances, your pain, your trouble to bring hope hope that has been lost by so many right there where you are in the midst of your trouble God will use you to preach salvation, hope, peace, joy to someone perhaps there is someone desperately in need of Jesus and you have the answer And the same way this jail keeper came and fell to the feet of Paul and Silas, people will come to us and they're going to ask us the same question. What do I need to do to be saved? That's what, that's what, see jail keeper he thought everybody had escaped when the when the when the earthquake came and shook and all the doors were open he thought everybody escaped they're going to kill me anyway so might as well i just take my own life and when he was about to kill himself paul said hey don't kill yourself we're all here no one escaped and this man said what can i do to be saved and paul said repent be baptized and you and your household will be saved. And that's what happened that. His entire family got saved. And they were baptized that same night. See, they didn't wait until morning. They didn't wait until we're going to do a six-week discipleship. No, they got baptized that same night. The same night. Salvation came to that family and I believe that God will use you God will use your life To bring salvation to many God will use your life To bring salvation to many God will use use you in the middle of your problems to bring freedom and salvation to others Just stand up just for a minute i'm finished but i want to pray for you because i believe that what we're singing we're not just singing the lyrics to a song that we know this is our confession right here this is our faith right here we believe that there is power in the name of jesus There is power to transform. I could share my testimony with you. I wasn't always a Christian family, but I, I moved away from God when I was young. I wanted to do my own thing. But God saved me. and had mercy on me and called me into ministry when I was 19 years old. That's 20 years ago. And I've been serving Him since then. And that's the best decision that I've ever made in my life. I'm honored to serve Him. But it all started by surrendering my life to Jesus and asking Him to become the Lord and Savior of my life. So right where you are this morning, close your eyes. Perhaps there's someone among us this morning that has never received Jesus in their heart as their Lord and Savior. Or perhaps there's someone in this building this morning that came to church, but you know deep in your heart that you're far away from God, that, you, that you've, you've run away from Him, and today you need to make a commitment to Him. And if you're that person, and today you need Jesus in your heart, I'm going to ask you to please raise your hand right where you are. I want to pray for you this morning, because He's here to save. He's here to deliver. If there's anybody this morning that needs to receive Jesus in their In their hearts, as their Lord and Savior, I'd like to pray for you. And if there's no one, but perhaps there's someone who feels like their situation has been holding them back for so long. I want to pray for you as well. I want to pray that the Lord breaks every single... See, chains are not always sin. Sometimes we're afraid to say there's something holding us back because we think it's, it's a sin. But it's, it's not only sin that holds us back. Sometimes it's fear that is holding us back. And I want to pray this morning that the Lord may break everything that is hindering you from becoming the best version of yourself. Father God, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Lord, that your word says that you can set us free, and that you will set us free if we allow you to do it, Lord. And this morning, I pray for every person in this building, Lord every person under the sound of my voice, Lord, that is perhaps facing difficult situations, perhaps they're in the middle of a storm, they're in the middle of something that is holding them back from achieving what you have set before them, Lord, from from becoming the best version of themselves. Father, I pray this morning that you break in. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you help them, Father, that you empower them, that your Holy Spirit comes upon them, Lord, and that they may become who you want them to be, Lord. Bless them and keep them, Father, and help them, Lord. Help them in everything they face in life, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen.
0: Praise the Lord. Some of you right now are going through some situations and you're wondering how your response should be, but I believe the Lord gave you an answer today. Amen. You've got a son or a daughter, a family member, a co-worker that you've You've struggled with, and it's been a it's been a challenge and a trial. But I believe the Lord gave you an answer today, Amen. We're going to pray and praise our way through. We're going to pray and praise our way through breakthrough, Amen. Is that your is that your desire? Is that what you're going to see, Amen? We're believing for a victory, Amen. We're believing for breakthrough in our homes. We're believing for breakthrough in our church. We're, bre- we're believing for breakthrough in our community. We're going to see the hand of God move, Amen. I believe that. Father, thank you so much for this reassurance today, this challenge, God. This eye-opening, Lord, today that we we desire to see breakthrough. And Lord, I think just as he said, so many times we are challenged by the trials that we face and we, and we respond not in the manner in which these uh, Paul and Silas responded. We respond oftentimes by pity and pain. But in the name of Jesus, today, we choose prayer and praise. Today, we choose to lift up your name, God. We choose to glorify you, God. And we pray that the heavens are open, God, and the glory of God comes down. We pray that we can we can plunder hell and populate heaven in the name of Jesus, that we will break the curse off of our community. We'll break the curse in the name of Jesus, Lord, that your glory be revealed, that lives are transformed, lives are delivered, lives are set free from the body. Of sin and pain and addiction, Lord, that they see the glory of God shining through and they desire your work even as they see your work in us. God, use us. Let your name be glorified. Let you be praised in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do you love Him? Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Alvaro, come up here. I want you to stretch your hands this way. Uh, he has a big role to fulfill and a challenge. Um, Belize is populated, population of Belize is around three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand. 350,000. About 450 now, 450,000 people. It's a it's not a huge country. Um, the 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 average or the minimum wage is a dollar and twenty five cent an hour. A dollar twenty five cent is the is minimum wage in Belize. Um, they they don't have a lot of industry. It's farming, orange groves, tourism, those kind of things are the only way. And, and so it's a very challenging for pastors. Uh, I don't know of of any pastors in Belize that are full time pastors. Every one of them are doing some sort of uh, you know whether it be farming or something just to sustain their families and it's 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 devastating it's very difficult for these pastors but some of the most dedicated faithful men and women of God who were who are standing in pulpits preaching the Word of God because they love the kingdom of God they disciple people they raise up leaders and I want us to pray for Belize I want us to pray for uh, you know Pastor Alvaro and Armid and Wesley that God uses them in this season because I believe God raised him up as a Belizean for this moment to show that the hand of God can move even in Belize. Amen? Amen. Would you agree with me in prayer for them? Father, we just thank you, God, Lord, that you are raising up this family for such a time as this. And Lord, I know that though finances are difficult, God, just as he preached this morning, their prayer and their praise are opening the windows of heaven. Their prayer and praise is allowing the kingdom of God to enter in. And Lord, I pray that you'll raise up uh, men and women across Belize, God, who will who will be servants of the King, who will who will lift up your name, God. That that, that they'll raise up disciple disciples and and Lord, that you'll use them to. to to touch and and bring in people across Belize Lord Lord I pray for some of the darkest places in Belize like in Belize city where where there's so much uh, gang and, and, and travesty in that area I pray for pastors like Julio, Lord, that you'll raise him up and use him to, to touch and, and bring light in those communities. I pray for Candido. I pray for uh, Corazal. Um, I pray for uh, Sister Rosalda, Lord. I pray for all these different pastors and all these different groups, God, because I'm believing for miracles to take place. I'm believing, Lord, Lord that you're going to bring a, a, a blessing and revival throughout that community, but not just a revival that is false, but a revival of the presence and power of God, Lord, that shakes the foundations of believes Lord that awakens their hearts to see the hand of God move Lord that hearts are turned back to you Lord Jesus that they, that they trust you and believe in you God souls are saved lives are delivered bless this family use each one in Jesus